Welcome to the Old Galway Diary podcast. Each week, Tom Kenny and I, Ronnie O'Gorman, write a column in the Galway Advertiser. Before it goes to press, we contact each other and share what is filling the page that particular week. This podcast is that conversation. And I would add, we enjoy talking to you and would appreciate if you would give us a rate and review on the Apple Podcast app. Hi, Tom. Good morning. It's Ronnie here again. Don't faint. (laughs) It's very nice to hear you, Ronnie. You're welcome back. Oh, Tom, I'm glad. I've missed it. I really have missed it. And uh, I don't know if I can do this every week because I'm not quite recovered yet, but I'm on the mend and I'm feeling great. And I just missed the talk and I got so many cards, Tom. I can't tell you, believe it or not, there are people out there listening to us and it's lovely. They're not in their thousands but they they love it, and uh, they wrote very nice messages to me, both online and in cards, saying, you know, they like the two of us, they like the subjects that we go harping on about, they love your stories, which I don't believe, of course, none of your stories are true, but nevertheless, it's great fun, and uh, I get a great kick out of it, and I think you do as well. Well, they haunted me for the last few weeks, I have to tell you. Yeah. How's Ronnie? That's all I heard. How's Ronnie? <laughs> I'm fine. I that's all I ever said. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah. But you were telling me about but yes, we had uh yes, we I had a visit yesterday from a lady who just wanted to thank me because her elderly mother uh died several months ago, but she the last several months of her uh life she was more or less senile, uh a lot of dementia there. But what kept her actually going was the podcast. No. Uh, Just listening to the voices. And yeah, so it was a very lovely compliment and a lovely thing to say. And I must say, I felt very warm after it. And uh, it was very gratifying. So, yeah, maybe, maybe it means a lot to people. Isn't it funny when you get a word back like that, that it's actually having an impression of some sort, not on everybody, but the people it does impress are kind enough to reply. And it gives me a great lift, I must say, I feel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's worth doing. But but Tom, let me tell you, I spent three weeks in in the regional hospital at the Gold University. I cannot praise Tom enough, the staff, the kindness, the medical attention I got. I really can't. I know it's a cliche. I know people say it, but it's it's a madhouse. It's so busy. You wouldn't believe it. And they're understaffed. And yet, between the shouts and the roars and the bed changing and the f- food being delivered and the doctors doing the rounds, it all works. And I have wonderful attention, wonderful doctors. I just can't praise them enough, really. I won't go into the names now, but, you know, in all the wards, I just never met such professionalism. I tell you, I was chastened and I was moved by their, you know, dedication, their interest, you know, talking to you, listening to what I had to say, fixing up what I had to say. Really, Tom, an outstanding medical service at our doorstep. It is. Here, here. here. I couldn't agree more. It's the level of care, Ronnie. The level of care. That's what I remember. Uh, Just like you. And, uh, I was quite taken aback, but overawed, really, by 
the just the standard of care and thoroughness and just wanting to get you to hell out of that hospital. And in fact, we don't want to see you again is yeah, the exactly. real message from them as well, you know. Yeah. Well, the rest of my treatment now I can have at home starting this week. So that's good. I'll do all that. But Tom, <laughs> you know, listen, I was in two different wards, but I tell you, people are coming down there for Belmont, Claire Morris, you know, and there are these long journeys. And then their visitors come down late at night because they can't get down beforehand. We're so lucky to have this premier hospital facility in Galway. Really, it, it is just such such a, a wonderful gift to have. And I bet, I, in fact, I know that our city councillors, when they say their prayers at night, and I believe some of them kneel down by their beds and say their prayers at night, they thank God we have a hospital here in Galway that's fully operational. Because what really annoys people very much around the country is when their small hospital has been has lost a facility or is closing down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a massive loss to a community. Yeah, it would take yeah. it would take the confidence of community away. It would make you feel less valued, I think, if you don't have a hospital. Now of course not every community can have a hospital and access to Galway is essential. But it really is a wonderful gift and I'm so appreciated. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Ronnie. I pray for the staff of that hospital every day since I left it. And that's 10 years ago. And indeed, 20 years ago as well. And and uh, every every day, uh, I hope I never miss a day. All I just ask the Lord is to watch over them in their work. That's all. That's because it's they're so impressive and, uh, and wonderful. And also, a lot of fun. A lot of yes, the time as well. I agree. A lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. They lighten the whole day. They really yeah. do. They really do. Yeah. Listen, we we better we better get down to business, Tom. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what are you going to tell us about this week? What is the picture? Well, I want to talk about a place that was very iconic uh, when we were growing up, uh, and even before that as well. Uh, <clears throat> and that was Leiden's Restaurant in Shopsford. Oh, Tom! Uh, wonderful place. Yes, go on. Yeah. Well, in October 1935, it was announced in the papers that Mr. Thomas Lydon was about to open a super restaurant installed with the latest conveniences over his well-known confectionery shop on Shop Street. A master of modernity, he called it. <laughs> its equipment was the most up-to-date procurable, including a major S cooker, electric Magrini toaster, a Scott electric hot plate, cold oh, storage room, and a Frigidaire ice cream cabinet. Oh, well done. These things had never been seen in Galway before. <laughs> and how you got into the restaurant is you had to go through the bakery. the shop. Well, not the bakery, but the shop yeah, the selling shop all yeah. the breads and the buns and the cakes. And, and the smell, Tom, the smell. That's exactly what I was about to say. That's what anybody and everybody would remember. It was mouth-watering. The smell. So anyway, you climbed up the stairs. The, the restaurant could see 200 people, and there were about 30 in the staff. Uh, and for the older generation of readers, and I'm talking about people before us now, <clears throat> this establishment, I, I think it will trigger off a lot of memories. Tommy Lydon had his own special table, and he held court there. <laughs> people, A lot of people would have scrambled eggs on toast on their way home after the pictures in the Savoy. Uh, Peggy Glennon was just a remarkable lady who kind of 
lorded over. She was kind of the queen of Leiden's, if you like. I remember her well, Tom. Yeah, yeah. She was a wonderful lady and very welcoming, warm and welcoming. Uh, the green and white uniforms that the waitresses had, then there were Chrissy and Elizabeth Murphy, two other wonderful members of staff. The the other thing about Leiden's was that she, invariably you knew who everybody else there was, <laughs> you know, uh, which doesn't happen at all today. Uh, it was a great student haunt. Uh, the chef, Leiden, was his name. The most awful, dreadful, wonderful thing about it were the kind of two-layer presentation of sweet cakes. They were like an occasion of sin when they were put down on the table. <laughs> and you were lucky if you got one, but you were tempted. And I know I certainly did this myself. Uh, having had the one, I would then surreptitiously run my fingers and lift off all the cream off the eclair that was left and then turn it upside down. So that hopefully nobody would notice it, you know. But I, yeah. of course they, of course they did. Yeah. The uh, the paintings on the wall in one section of it, I remember, uh, Mrs. Leiden at the kiosk, mixed grills. That was a real staple of the place. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, mixed grills, <clears throat> and later then Jimmy Leiden, uh, who set about rescuing and preserving and exhibiting as many old carved stones from old Galway buildings as he yeah. could. He saved uh, we're us. all in his debt, really. He yeah. left all of those to the museum in Galway. And thank you, Jimmy. Thank you from all of us, because I think you have done us all a really wonderful service there. The, the other uh, <clears throat> thing that prepared you for getting into the restaurant was the aroma of coffee as you went up the stairs. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing I remember about it are big queues during race week. <clears throat> this it was the really the heart of Galway. This this restaurant at the time, it was the ultimate experience for young people like us, uh, who might have been brought there because it was our birthday or it was our first communion or our confirmation, and and it was really made special by the fact that we were in Leiden's. Uh, <clears throat> And in fact, only very recently, two boarders from the Mercy School told me they were taken while they were recovering from some terrible illness. They could not believe that they were taken there by one of the sisters and uh, had, you know, the works, the cakes. But it was the whole Leiden restaurant experience that they <laughs> still remember very vividly. <clears throat> now, in the very beginning. The staff slept upstairs over the shop. Mrs. Leiden always kept a good... No, they were always very good employers, Leiden's. And uh, and funnily enough, there was a strike, a very brief strike there in 1973, in April. <clears throat> members, some staff members of the IT and GWU uh, put a picket on the door. <clears throat> Both of the shop in Shop Street and of the bakery in Middle Street. <clears throat> However, it turned out that the other 150 members of staff, they had already formed their own staff organization and association, and they didn't understand and they certainly did not appreciate why a small minority of employees would endanger their own livelihood by putting a strike on. So they all reported for work and that kind of finished that strike. Right. And it was, you know, 
It was a very <laughs> nice tribute to Jimmy and Doreen Leiden and yes, Tommy yes. Leiden that that uh, the the staff were so well taken care of. Yeah, Jimmy and Doreen they took it over from Jimmy's dad and uh, they built it up into a much more kind of national company. Really, uh, they put a brand name on it. They called it Leiden House. Yes, and yes. My old friend, Mate Leiden, <clears throat> he he adapted this. Uh, he always gave his address thereafter as Leiden House, 2 Clatter Avenue, Galway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure Jimmy Leiden appreciated that, but everybody else thought it was. You know, I'd funny. say Jimmy got a laugh out of it. I uh, I, he probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think what he will be remembered for in many years to come is the fact that he trawled around all these buildings that were being demolished and any pieces of carved stone stonework. Yeah. You know, they might have heraldic things, they might have a tribal coat of arms, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. He bought them, he took them away, he preserved them. He eventually had quite a few of them inserted into uh, the side of the stairs, the wall of the stairs as you walked up to the restaurant. Uh, but he has left them all to the museum, and as I say, I think he has done this city a really great service. Totally. Uh, when he, he retired, he sold the business to John Sherry because he felt uh, that John would keep on most of the staff, and that situation continued for several years. But then it was time for a change. You know, the natural evolution of any busy commercial street meant that the business changed. So... It's no longer there, but I have a couple of photographs this week. Lovely. The first one is of the interior of the restaurant in the 1930s. It's not the greatest photograph in the world, but I hope it will, you know, <clears throat> trigger memories off it. Yes. And then yes. the second is of the facade of Leiden House, which they, which Jimmy changed in, I'm not quite sure of the date, actually, but I would say the late 70s or early 80s. So that's me for this week. That's lovely. That's lovely, Tom. That's going to bring out a stream of memories. There's no question. And everything you say is right. The the smell as you go up the stairs, the coffee, the cakes, all of that was so lovely. Jimmy was an exceptionally generous man. Very, very nice man. His lovely wife, Doreen. He was. Um, he was. He really was. And you're right to see he saw these, saw these stones sticking out of buildings in Galway that were probably been dropped and lost and broken and stolen yeah. and God knows what. And he thought, they're too good. That's part of our fabric. That's part of our heritage. And he did, as you say, put them around his restaurant and they were always interesting. And then finally he gave them to the museum. But, you know, yeah. I mean, he was he was a very Galway-minded man, I thought. Oh, yes, Wasn't absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's funny, in our current exhibition of old photographs, in our gallery in Lisbon, there is a wonderful photograph taken in the 1860s now of the doorway of the de Burgo mansion. This was in, it was a townhouse, a tribal townhouse for the de Burgos in Market Street. And this, this is a close-up of the doorway about 160 years ago. And I have been asked hundreds of times, where is that doorway now? Yeah, because it's magnificent. It's magnificent, and I would. All I can say is, I'm sure it's in smithereens somewhere because uh, afraid, it was afraid. destroyed. We needed a Jimmy Lydon back in the 1860s. Yes, yeah, you know yes. to preserve it. I know. 
Well, we, we have a good museum now, and they, you know, they have really underlined our rich heritage, our rich 16th, 17th century heritage in this town, because the town is not really, we lost a lot. The Cromelians destroyed Galway, they knocked down buildings, Oh, yeah. They created such poverty that people just left the town and they left the town in great numbers and they ruined the trade, the great international trade, the great European trade goal we used to do, bringing in richness and spices. That was all ruined, scotched out. Yeah. So you, you don't have a great feeling of that wealth that was once in Galway. But you do see it in the museum. And to their great credit, they showed very, very well. Yeah. I yeah. always either bring people to the museum or tell them you really must spend a couple of hours in the Galway City Museum. It's well worth a visit. So here, here. Yeah. Well, Tom, well, that, it's, yeah. it's nice to have you back ranting at me. Oh, I, I'm <laughs> delighted. I am delighted because, you know, even though I was not feeling great, I was looking at various improvements that I think we earmarked for people like the Irish Army, the Defence Forces, Tom, I could get, I could cry the way they have been mistreated by government. And I do feel no government is worth its salt if it doesn't take care of the motherland, doesn't take care of its people. Now they're going around saying we need 3,500 recruits in our Navy, in our Army. Of course they do. That should have happened years ago, but at least they're moving. And then we've got, you know, schools are starting up. Children can't cycle to school in this town. It really is terrible. You see very few children cycling to school. And I used to cycle to school. I'm sure you did too when I was at the Jazz. I mean, it was a common thing. It's too dangerous. I wouldn't let a child cycle to school in Galway. Traffic is too fast and it's too congested and it's not fair on kids. So there's lots to talk about, Tom. There's lots to talk about. And I'm looking forward to reading the papers and making a mental note of what we should raise in our podcast, if you don't mind. Ronnie, you're welcome back. Ah, oh, great, Tom. Lovely to hear your voice. Listen, Tom, have a great day. Looking yeah, forward yeah. to seeing your photograph. Yeah. God bless. Take care, Tom. Thank you.